You're listening to Hockey Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly. Hey, man. Good to finally get down and talk. What's up, dude? That was fucking nerve-wracking. I, I loved the intro, honestly. You did your best, <laughs> Mason Dixon there. Dude, I tried. I, I needed the Mason Dixon flavor. After doing now my fourth intro, uh, they've they blended together, and it's you think you'd get better, but I think you get better when you practice the same one over. And just being <laughs> a part of four, that is, uh, <laughs> that is quite the challenge. I mean, if that's the hardest thing we're going to have to overcome in this episode, I think. <laughs> oh, man. Well, how you doing, bud? You know, it's been a week. You know, uh, it's quarantine land still. You know, how are we doing up there in Canada? Oh, man. I, I wish I could tell you that I've got all these issues and problems, as weird as that is to say. But I've got fucking nothing. I am just sitting up here in the fucking cold, bored as shit, even the weather's boring, like, there's nothing fucking going on, and I'm, I'm just starting to go a little bit crazy, how about you, how, how's the south, how are uh, things going? It's been, it's been a little rainy, we're, we're hitting uh, hurricane season, it's getting close, uh, we've already got something kind of brewing in the, uh, in the Gulf of Mexico right now, or, you know, in that region, um, but no, man, I'm I'm okay. You know, I'm just working. It sucks. Um, I wish I was at home uh, learning how to play warfare with you. Um, you know, I feel like this would be this is a great time for a lot of people to rediscover themselves. Um, and I feel like I don't get that because <laughs> because I'm still working. A lot of people are really are really getting pick up hobbies. But you know, I am trying to delve back into hobbies in the meantime since there's not a lot of socializing going on. Oh yeah. Yeah, we were talking a little bit before, and the amount of time I've put into video games during this quarantine, it, it, it's sad, it, to say the least. It's, it's a little bit sad. I've, I've lost many hours of sleep playing fucking Modern Warfare with the boys, but, you know, what, what else am I supposed to do? There's no hockey. Um, there's really not even that much going on in any other sports world except... Uh, the German soccer league restarted the Bundesliga. So nice. Yeah. It, I got to say watching like the Bundesliga is one of the biggest, I know you're not a big soccer guy. It's one of the biggest uh, leagues in the world. And those stadiums have like 60, 70,000 people in them. Usually nice watching a soccer game with no people in the crowd. is the fucking weirdest thing I have ever <laughs> seen or witnessed. Well, uh, dude, like I, I've never really had a problem with soccer. Um, I just find that not it's not a big thing down here in New Orleans. Um, but I have a couple of friends that did watch it. And, you know, I'll watch a little bit of MLS. Uh, if I had to follow somebody, it would be Portland. So, like, I have one of their jerseys from, like, 2015 or 16. Um, I do, like – I love watching when it's, like, the World Cup. Like, when it's, like, the countries versus, I love that shit. I get really into it. Um, it's just there's not a lot of people down here that watch it so you're not going to find it in the bars really and that would be the easiest place for me to watch it oh yeah for sure I feel the exact same way like I'm up in Canada it's it's all hockey and hockey's definitely my favorite sport to watch but uh I think I think we've talked about I grew up I I played soccer up until well now currently my fucking 
season got canceled due to this whole corona shit but yeah like i i play soccer so yeah that's sick i'm i'm interested but not a lot of other people are i'm dude like i might i might check it out you know just to have something to watch uh i played soccer when i was a kid uh my parents my parents made me take up sports because of my uh i was like really hyper as a kid i still kind of am now but like it's got nothing on how bad it was for them when I was a kid. So they put me in every sport imaginable. Now, like being hyper doesn't mean that I had the endurance or the want to play certain sports. So when they put me in soccer, they were like, he's not going to fucking run anywhere. So they had me, I wasn't a goalie, which I think I would have did all right, but I was, uh, whatever's right in front of it. I think it's the defender. They stuck me there all like four years. And I was okay with that. They were like, you don't have to move much. You just got to kind of, you know, uh, run towards the guy with the ball. Yeah, fair enough. I played played competitive soccer, like I said, up until now. And then I just – I guess my uh, high school soccer career is over now since schools are closed in Ontario. But – Well, how'd you finish, bud? You like talk to your kid? Uh, as a team in high school, we finished um, heartbreaking, lost in the championship game for our region. That that really sucked. Um, but yeah, pretty pretty good. We went to we went to um, I guess it'd be the equivalent of state for you guys. We went there twice, so okay. that was, that was pretty fun. All four years, I played every single position on the field, including goalie. So that was that was pretty cool, but yeah, I, I so I, I get what you mean about the whole uh, fucking don't know where to play thing. I I've fucking lived that every single position on the field. That, that <laughs> you'll find me stuff. So. Yeah, uh, I figured I figured I would get put goalie because I uh, I like in baseball I played every I played every uh, you know every position. But I loved playing catcher. Um, and I guess when you're a kid, your coach is looking at you as like a fucking wall. You know, you're that big, you can be a fucking wall. Um, and that's that's basically what I was. Like, you weren't going to push me around if, if you were running. Which was like, that, that was the thing. Like, uh, where I grew up, everybody, it was right when Sandlot came around. So everybody wanted to play baseball. Um, and these fucking kids... We could hit really good, and a lot of these kids love fucking love like stealing bases and shit. But it was man, it was just insane. I just remember as a kid, I felt like we were all way better than we we were supposed to be. Like there was never any real singles or anything like that, dude. We were just fucking hitting it, hitting it to the back. <laughs> and I just remember, I remember my coach was just like, just all you got to do is stand there and just lean forward when they come in. I was like, all right, that's fine. I uh I hated playing catcher as a kid, man. Dude, but see, look, I got away on rules. Like they were like, you're supposed to squat. Fuck that. I'd get so bored. Like I don't want to do this shit anymore. So I'll start kneeling. <laughs> <laughs> and my coach was fine with it because I was able to get up rather quick. Um, dude, I was a monster at catching pop flies though. It, I was eating that shit up for breakfast. <laughs> when I played ball, I um when I was younger. I used to just – that was my thing. I had power hitting. And then I didn't play for 
two or three years and then getting back into high school, that was when I was super into track. I just decided to get back into ball again. So all I would fucking do was I, I could barely hit anymore except played in like three years. Right. But I would, I would hit, I would get on base and then I would steal second and then I would steal third and I would steal home because I was just faster than absolutely anybody. Jesus. Just piss off everyone. Cause I am one of the worst baseball players like fucking ever. But you know, when you're playing with kids who are just ball, I don't know. I don't think ball players are generally very fast. So. Right. So no, I mean, the team we had problems with with these down the road kids and they were lanky as shit and they were fast. And that was the problem because literally all they had to do, you know, was hit it past the bases. And then, you know, as a kid, they're putting the fucking kids who can't play that well out in the field. So if you, if you fucking send it out in the field, <laughs> you know, you got these kids that are straggling around. So as long as you were fast, you, you know, you, you can make two, two bases a hit, you know, that was my baseball career. So like I, I wasn't, I was no boomer, you know, like I couldn't hit the ball. I could hit it hard, but I just couldn't elevate it. So mine normally I would, you know, so I threw, I threw and I pitched left-handed, but I bat right-handed and it was super weird and I could switch, but I, I was never as good on my left, but I would hit right and I would just send it. I would just send it right out in the back, in the back of the field and I would just fucking run my ass off. If I made it the first, it wasn't a problem. You know, like I'll take it one at a time. <laughs> yeah, I'm fair. That's kind of how I play it too. Hit, hope it gets past the infield, and then just sprint. That was <laughs> my tactic. Yeah, I hated it because if I hit it up in the air, dude, it was just gonna get caught, and it would it would make me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about fucking sports and shit. I guess we should probably talk a little bit about hockey. Yeah, dude, let's get into some hockey. I mean, there's not much to talk about, but, dude, like, yeah, this is what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, we're just a little bit of a connection to the guy we're going to be talking about since we're talking about rec and um, select team sports here. Uh, uh, this prospect we're talking about, Cam Hillis, we're about to cover him a bit. Actually, um, one of my best buddies uh, grew up and played some uh, developmental hockey with him, and guess he's a heard he's an awesome guy really super nice and when Montreal drafted him my buddy told me this guy you know he's gonna be really good you could just tell I guess he had the attitude like he was gonna go places and you know so far it looks like Cam Hillis is doing just that um, Montreal signed him to a contract a few days ago his entry level and you know, a little under the radar just with the plethora of prospects that Montreal has at their disposal. Third round pick, but looking like an absolute steal right now coming out of the OHL. Led the Guelph Storm at points with 3-62. and 62. Coming off a championship year with Nick Suzuki. I, I've only got rave reviews for this guy. Yeah, dude. Um, you know, I was we, – we had we had checked out his – I mean, he's he's been with the Gulf Storm for – three years so we you know that was the first thing I asked let's let's have a look at him you know I, I don't really know much about this kid but uh you know you told me his second season you know he plays half half of what he's played his, his other two um you tell me he gets injured but even looking at his what he was able to do you know before he had a shortened season it's tremendous um and then he comes back 2019-20 season and has 
I mean, his, his best season to date. And this is all without, you know, Nick Suzuki being on his team. So, you know, um, I think that maybe he has transitioned into uh, a lead offensive role on that team and it, it's working. So like, <laughs> I'm excited to see this kid. I know he's another center for us. Um, but yeah, I hope, I hope we get a chance to see him a little bit this season. Yeah, for sure. And what really sticks out to me about Cam Hillis is, for one, his leadership. He just seems like a, a really good natural leader out there on the ice. The way he kind of took control of Guelph this year after the departure of Nick Suzuki, who, as we, you know, we, we've experienced Nick Suzuki, he is insane. And losing that kind of talent from your team has to be difficult. But also, secondly, his passing ability. And Cam Hillis came seventh in the OHL in assists this year. He was only two. If he had two more, he would have been tied with Ryan Merkley for fourth. So it was nice. a pretty pretty close group of players there. And if you look at the players that he's in you know, conversations with, um, Akil Thomas, Ryan Merkley, Philip Tomasino, uh, Semyon, I, I can't say his name, at least for the Peterborough Peets. Um, it's like Dura. Are a good Chinistev, very good player. Connor McMichael, he's got more than him. He's got more than Arthur Kaliev, more than Quentin Byfield, like a bunch of these guys. Um, Cam Hillis is up there with them, doing has more assists than some of them. Kid can pass. And, you know, with a team that looks like we have a bunch of goal scorers, such as, you know, Cole Caulfield coming up, um, guy who can pass is really, really important. Plus, he's right handed. And I just think. Cam Hillis could have a very bright future in the NHL. I think that's definitely someone we need is, is good passing. I, I find that, you know, we might be lacking uh, on offensive. Like we have the chances, you know, sometimes we just don't, you know, find the back of the net. But one thing that our team has always been really forced around is a very, um, a very pass friendly style of game. Like we play a very, I say it a lot, you know, um, a fundamental game. And I think as long as we're getting very good passers into the game for us, I mean, as soon as, you know, our offense is going to, you know, whenever we do score, like we have a great chance because we're going to, we are filled with nothing but passers, you know? Exactly. I think our offense jumps off, then that just, it's just going to help us because we already have the ability to get great offensive looks. You know, our passing is crisp, you know, so once we're capable of having people to um, – <laughs> my bad, my, my wife just texted me. Uh, but as long as we're able to get those great passes, you know, our offensive chances multiply, and all we got to do is just succeed on them. So another great passer, it's, it's going to be great for us. Yeah, definitely. I, I think uh, this is a great signing for Montreal, just securing another prospect and – Looking at Montreal's prospect pool, like we've talked about it a lot, but it just it makes you foam at the mouth for their future. They're gonna be really good. I'm trying but, to think of their. Uh, we talked about them a little bit, not that long ago. Defenseman Josh Brook, my God! Yep. Imagine, imagine just a beautiful pass from Josh Brook sent to Cam Hillis, who either finds the back of the net or sets up another beautiful pass. Like, like we're just. We're staying with that that pass oriented style, and like that's who we're bringing in, and I I'm just excited. Yeah, I'm super excited, and you know, looking at where Montreal finished in the standings, it looks like we're only going to, you know, 
add more prospects to that prospect pool, three second rounders, and hopefully a high first rounder with the potential to draft, you know, the gem himself, Lafreniere. But, uh, you know, we were talking about this last week too a little bit. It, it looks like the NHL just wants to fuck us and looking like that 2014 playoff format is going to happen. And fucking, of course, Montreal's 24th. So it looks like Montreal won themselves or lost themselves for a better, better way of putting it playoff spot. And man, like I, I do not know how to feel about this. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was pretty excited until you, you mentioned that if we make it to the playoffs, that's going to push our chances of, of a great draft pick. Well, I mean, well, I think, I think we do great drafting, but, uh, it's going to push us out of a, a better spot than what we were kind of hoping for, for the end of a season. If we needed to squeak in to a playoffs, it needed to be last season. You know, we're not looking as good. We're not in a you know, as good of a, a run situation. So this could kind of hurt our future, but I'm interested to see what we're capable of doing. You know, this is a, a lot of guys on this team were not there, you know, when we were, when we were in the playoffs, um, what was it? Last time was 2016, you know, so even, even the ones before that, where we were a really great unified team, I think it gives a lot of these young guys a chance to see what it's like to play that way that's those jitters are, are can get past them. They're looking forward, they know what to anticipate, they know what to expect coming for another playoff chance. Yeah, definitely. My um my only concern I think is that uh because I saw a tweet from Habs Chronicle, you know, I like to mention them a lot, but they um they said that uh if Montreal somehow wins their twenty fifth cup, everyone's just gonna say well, that doesn't count. <laughs> Everyone's so, going to say that except the team that fucking wins it. They they can talk whatever shit they want. Whoever wins this cup, because it, it is going to happen. Me and Trolls have a bet on it, you know. But uh, when it does happen, whoever wins it, they're not going to give two fucks. Especially if it's a team that has never won it. Dude, people can, for the rest of their lives can be like, well, you know, it wasn't a really full season, so, you know, they kind of got a break. Don't give two shits. If it's my team, fucking celebrate. You can't you can't prove me wrong. We want it, you know. Fuck you. <laughs> it just is what it is. I think um the only like realistically, Montreal has no shot of winning it. I think we can no. all <laughs> no matter what, they're not winning the cup. So I think it's only a big pissed off, mainly just because, you know, realistically, like if we were uh, I'm trying to remember what the cutoff is, but it's, if we're the New York Rangers right now and we were like one point out of a playoff spot, I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's go. Playoffs, baby, we got a break. We can make a run, maybe an underdog. Th- this is beyond being the underdog. This is like mm-hmm. me and Corey <laughs> getting in the ring with Mike Tyson. We're, we're going to get knocked the fuck out first yeah. round. If, if and, we're in there with Mike Tyson, we need money. Like, yeah, like, because exactly. I am going to get hurt, you know, so like I need to be compensated for that. Exactly. And it's just you're putting veteran players who haven't played in a long time at risk of injury and Carey Price, Weber, you know, our older guys. Um, You're not really it's not going to be a meaningful experience for the young guys. If it's like a what are they thinking, like three game series now that that's not the playoffs. Um, I just think we're just losing a chance at getting lucky. We have a better shot 
of whatever our draft odds are of winning Lafreniere than we do of winning the fucking Stanley Cup. So <laughs> I would rather, you know, like odds are it's going to be Detroit who wins them, but I would rather the NHL just say, look, here's what we're doing. If you're in the playoffs, you're in the playoffs. If you're not, you're not. Sorry. Shit happens. And then Montreal still has a shot at, you know, winning the lottery. That or, you know, call the fucking season. Realistically, like, they're talking about things being shut down till fall. I'm, I've am i got emails from my university saying that they might have online courses going through to December. Like, I might not be allowed on campus. So... Mm-hmm. Why does the NHL think that they can start, you know, games right away? I don't know. It just seems like they're really trying to make something happen that just it, – it just seems too rushed and just seems like it won't work. And obviously I'm a little biased here. But that that's my fucking playoff rant for the day. <laughs> no, dude, I mean, I understand. Uh, I, I think it's because you see shit like the UFC, you know, you see um, – things already setting in motion, you know, with like the German soccer league, you got the Korean baseball, you know, um, they're looking at it as this is something we wanted to get done. So they're going to try their best to do it and it won't be in front of anybody. And that'll be the only way it happens, you know? Um, but I think it's more of a money. It's a financial situation to finish, you know, they're yeah, definitely sure. doing it without the best of intentions, you know, but definitely and i think it's sadly i'd be agreed i'd I'd be along with it you know i want to see games you know yeah i like the hockey fan in me wants to see hockey again but the Habs fan in me just i don't know i just if they're gonna do it which i have no i genuinely don't have an issue with them starting hockey again i just have an issue like why 24 teams right if you're going to do it, don't make it a gimmick. Just start the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm agreeing with you because it's just, it's just gotta be, you know, if you would have at least started it with the correct amount of teams, you know, you run in with your 16 teams, they're already playing a shitload of games late into a, you know, feeling like a brand new season with 24, you know, just imagine how long this is going to draw out. Yeah, it, it just – I don't know. I don't really see an end in sight for this whole um, coronavirus thing simply because, like, we don't we don't know what's happening. And there's just so many factors. And people are going to get bored. And once, once they announce, you know, it's okay, like, things are kind of opening up a little bit in Ontario right now. Apparently, Doug Ford's going to announce in the next few days that uh, you're allowed to meet with groups of 10 people. But once people hear that, they're just going to start hanging out. They're going to overdo it, bud. Yeah. And then it's just going to spread again. <laughs> so, Dude, they're going to, they're going to overdo it because look, they just opened up what they're calling phase one down here in, uh, in New Orleans. And I'm working at the grocery stores right now. So I'm, I'm in line to get like a gallon of Ozarka, which is, you know, like a Texas water. Um, so I got this dude right up my fucking ass. Um, his his wife is behind him but has the basket pushed into him so he ain't going nowhere and then their niece or whatever or their granddaughter whatever the fuck it is is literally next to me dancing and jumping and coughing and i'm fucking having a nervous breakdown and i'm in a walmart you know like you're, you're just sitting there like 
fuck off. Yeah, dude. Like, and this ain't, if I turn around and tell anybody that they're going to take it the wrong fucking way and there's going to be a problem. And here I am just trying to get the fuck out. And it's three days since the phase one happened and people are acting like this shit just fucking wasn't lifted. You know, like, like we didn't just go through three months of unemployment. So it's going to get bad again and it's going to be everybody's fucking fault. It's just a nightmare, dude. I would definitely, if, if you could quarantine at any point during this, this, this first week and the next one of whenever you guys start is the definite next most important time to do it. Well, what pisses me off is that the same people that are saying, I hope this doesn't affect my summer are the ones who are going out there. And the more you go out, Dude, fuck your summer, bud. Like, summer. Yeah. Have you seen the beaches in Florida? Yeah, dude, dude, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. They're going to ruin it for us. So like, like there's a bunch of like Southern memes right now. And, um, I don't know. I don't know what your meme caliber is out there, but the Bobby Hill with the, the note on the, on the window in front of the class is like the big one down here right now. And it's like Bobby Hill's holding the paper up and it says, you're going to fuck this up for the rest of us. And then, uh, <laughs> The class is like Georgia, Florida, and uh, <laughs> like another southern state that's just really fucking us. And um, it's the principal saying, "If these kids, if these, if these kids could read this, they would be very upset, you know, because like they're just being <laughs> fucking idiots, dude." Like, yeah. look, I lost a whole year for Katrina, and there's a lot of places in the South that know what that's like. Why the fuck are y'all not treating this as severe as this is? It's not like you lost your house; you're gonna lose your fucking life if you get sick. Oh, it's unbelievably stupid, these people. And like you like you said, this hits personally for you because, you know, people might be losing their jobs and shit. You've had a tough time. Like you have you have asthma, I believe. We talked about this. Yeah, I have asthma really bad. Yeah, and then people are just, you know, so this could affect you and people are just fucking ignoring it. Yeah, but uh, and I mean, my allergies are, they, they kind of go hand in hand. And, like, right now is the worst time for everybody that has those symptoms down here. Like, everything's in bloom. I have a giant magnolia tree behind, like, literally, like, if I walk outside in my backyard, it's, like, right there. You know, Mm -hmm. like, we just got pollen for days out here. So, you know, I'm already at risk just leaving, you know, of, of just catching anything because I'm constantly sneezing. And, you know, people are just going straight back to, like, it hasn't happened, like, However many people die to just having a sick day, you know, they'll be back at work. This is ridiculous. I I don't know. I don't know what I'm sure our listeners aren't the idiots going out there fucking frolicking among the trees. You know, have stands are much higher class, much smarter people than that. Yeah, man. And I mean, if you are, dude, just fucking stay as safe as you can. You know, like (laughs) some people have to go to work and, and have to work, you know, with the general masses just be fucking safe you know like oh yeah i feel like a fucking idiot because i'm telling myself that i need to do it you know but for the guys that know that they need to do it just fucking stay safe well i know um because i also i have to keep working because i work at fucking mcdonald's i love it i love it i love it yeah and i just fucking i lost it the other day i uh because you know we're we're still open and people got to get their dons, man. They can't live without their fucking dons. So, dude, we're, we're busier than I think we were 
when we started and the amount of people that just like come out and just chilling in the parking lot and just gathering. <laughs> I have to, I'm, I'm out there. Uh, Cause we get a truck every few days and we have to mm-hmm. free. I just turn on like, go home. Like, <laughs> like stop gathering people like, geez. Yeah. And man, how, how is like the rudeness le- level of like, uh, people out there right now especially at your job like not your employees but the the customers they're awful i mean like when you work in a place like mcdonald like mcdonald's is the most successful company ever run by teenagers right Mm -hmm. and so it's it's all high school students like there's on average maybe two like middle-aged people on the on the floor working at all times yeah it's all kids and uh people are rude anyway but with the coronavirus oh my god it's it's been brutal because we're um i was handing out someone their order and we're using because it's fucking canada we're using hockey sticks to uh hand people their orders right that's so and, sick uh, dude i'd steal a hockey stick like in a heartbeat that stick would come <laughs> with me bud like <laughs> i'll take that thank you absolutely yeah. dude they're gonna fuck up and put a really nice one out there and be like sold bud this is <laughs> this is the cheapest four dollar hockey stick i've ever bought in my life <laughs> yeah but no we uh so handing this guy's food i'm like whatever i don't i don't really like working window right now because i i you know fucking corona dude the people this trash food. too like yeah. and uh he goes he kind of looks at me all funny and I realized like, he starts talking. I realized I'm not going to repeat what he said, but this man was actually offended that I'm giving him his food on a hockey stick. You don't want to start a dangling with it. What you talk about? Like, I don't uh, want to touch you, bro. Like back, like, backhanded you know? into his fucking car, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't want to touch you. I don't know where you've been. Like, uh, it's like, I'm keeping him safe too. But no, no man actually got offended. So, I just told him to go fuck himself and gave him his food, but but that yeah. I know how you feel, man. That's that's fucking ridiculous. It's brutal, but I don't know. Some people, man, they just don't like. It's weird times. I get stressful, but some people just don't get it. Nah, but well, so so we, me and my cousin, are, are stuck merchandising right now in these grocery stores. So we got this one chain of stores down here, and it's called Win Dixie. And we wear the exact same color and same T-shirt, basically, except for the logo difference. So every time we're working an order, people ask us where certain things are in the store. And, you know, they don't let you say it ahead of time. Like, hey, you know, I don't work here. So, like, they let they let their whole story unravel of why they need to find this and how important it is for us to literally just say, hey, I'm sorry, I don't work here. And then they lose their fucking mind. And it, for some reason, my cousin has done something in his life that causes this shit to happen to him and the worst customers. He literally tells this person this. This dude gets so upset, he removes his face mask to his chin so we could see his lips. And he says, oh, you don't work here. You just, you just, you just don't happen to work here right now when I'm asking where this is. And my cousin is just like, Bud, like I work for Budweiser. Like, like, what do you, what do you mean? You like, look at my emblem. Like I don't work here. This dude got so mad. He went and tried, he was looking for managers to, to try to get my cousin and like, 
like fired or whatever, you know, like I want him written up. Like, dude, like lose. What in the fuck? Like, what are we supposed to do in that situation? I, uh, my favorite fucking quote ever is Albert Einstein, and it's the only difference between genius and stupidity is that genius has its limits. And I think that sums up that just entire <laughs> fucking story there. Dude, it's so bad. Like, we work some days where you got 10 pallets. So you're looking at seven, 800, you know, pieces of product you got to move. And if the store is not going to receive it at two o'clock, if it makes it there at 250, I mean, 150, they're going to take it in and you got to work it. So it's like you're already working terrible hours you're hurting you're tired and then you got literally the worst customers ever like Mardi Gras ain't shit you know working in the city dealing with that is not shit compared to working in a grocery (laughs) store or or a mick job or like any fast food where you're dealing with the ridiculously dumbed down you know uh community it's the fucking worst and hats off to everyone who's got to do it because it's this is the worst i thought i was out of this you know i got I, I got a promotion i was out and i'm fucking back in it and it's getting to me yeah it, it's awful it, this is why we need hockey back we need hockey to take our minds off of all the fucking bullshit you're right bud look hey i got one more right so i'm on with shane and i say quebec right and he loses his fucking mind and saying it <laughs> that I'm saying it wrong, and it's supposed to be Quebec with like a C is how he's pronouncing it, and I'm pronouncing it Quebec. Granted, there is gonna be some type of southern twang on that, you know. Uh, like we say y'all, you know, like it's gonna happen. But we went back and forth figuring out how bad I was saying it wrong, and I don't think it's that bad. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I say Quebec. Perfect. Fuck Shane. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, he was saying Quebec, and I was like, all right, that's fine. He was like, dude, you're saying it like I've never heard it. Like, I, I don't know how he said it, but he really found a way to make me feel like I was retarded. And I was just like, no, dude, I, I can't be that far off. Like, I've said it millions of times in front of Canadians. No one's ever polite me politely because that's how y'all you're very polite has told me hey you know it's like this like no i've never fucking heard that before i I don't think i'm saying it wrong but shane's such a shit star and knows how to get everyone going dude he just locked into that moment i fuck i i just google translated it and it says quebec so i don't know what the (laughs) fuck shane's on i don't know i love shane though dude uh that's why our episodes uh with the devils are so fun because this dude can take any subject and turn it into a, a long conversation, a discussion. He's just a stubborn dick. <laughs> I love Shane. <laughs> and I was, I was editing that episode and that part came up and I was dying laughing because he got me going. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Yeah. Shane actually just uh, asked me as we were starting, if I wanted to come on and talk might might have to say no if he's in an argumentative mood, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been a day, you know, we recorded a little early. But uh man, if you get on, 
ask them how you say Quebec. We'll get a couple of, we'll get a couple of podcasts trying to weigh in on this. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we'll definitely have to see. Might have to get them riled up. Oh, uh, shit. Um, well, man, I think we kind of run out of things to talk about today. This It's just – it's such a hard time right now, you know. Uh, there's not much no, – no much else uh, – Jesus, not much else, you know, hockey news, you know. Ellis Hemsky retired. That's about it, you know. <laughs> Thought he was already retired two years ago, so. Man, I didn't even know he played for Montreal for seven games. I thought he was still in Dallas. Did he play in Montreal this year? No, I think his last season was 2018. Yeah, seven games, 2018. All right, folks, we're going to wrap it up right there. But uh, me and me and Mason, uh, hope that you guys are doing well. You're staying safe. And uh, and it's just as ready as we are to talk hockey again, uh, especially with possible hockey coming. This is going to be a great time. But uh, as always, you can find Mason at Habs Nightly on Twitter. And then for me, Bayou Benders on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, Give us a shout. Talk to us. We don't mind. Uh, Love conversating. So you guys stay healthy and we'll talk to you all soon. See you guys later.